Hello, and welcome to the Without Exception podcast. My name is Josiah Ott, and on this podcast, I seek to share practical content for everyday Christians. My hope is that I can help you live out your faith each day without exception. Thank you for joining me today. This is episode number four, and I'm excited to discuss remembering the faithfulness of God with you today. So first, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever had memories you've completely forgotten, and then they're brought to your attention, and you cannot believe you forgot them? You're like, yeah, I remember that. I cannot believe I forgot that. A a funny biblical example, if you remember in the life of Joseph uh, in the Old Testament, Joseph was the son of, of Jacob or Israel. And he was the one that was sold into slavery in Egypt, you know, that whole uh, difficult situation that Joseph was put in. And if you remember, he was put into jail and in jail, Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and his baker were also put in jail. And they both had these dreams and they, you know, they told Joseph the dreams and Joseph interpreted the dreams and it was good news for the cupbearer. It was bad news for the baker. And Joseph said, Hey, cupbearer, please remember me when you end up back in Pharaoh's house. Please don't forget about me. And of course, a couple years go by and then Pharaoh has this dream and all of the sudden the cupbearer says, oh, I remember there's this guy in prison I was supposed to tell you about. And I know a lot of times in my life, there's things that I completely forget and then something comes and jogs your memory. And so that's what we want to talk about today, the idea of remembering the faithfulness of God. So memory, it's a great gift that God has given to us. But oftentimes we can miss many things that God's done in our lives because we fail to review the past. If we don't look back at the past couple of years, we miss what God's been doing. So I want to read two verses to you on the idea of faithfulness. Uh, David said in Psalm 26, 3, for your steadfast love is before my eyes and I walk in your faithfulness. And Ethan said in Psalm 89, verse 1, I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. So there's a range of meaning for the word faithfulness in the Old Testament. Biblically, it can mean firmness, trustworthiness, constancy, duration, faithfulness, or truth. And I kind of assembled a small definition here and said that faithfulness, basically, it's consistent trustworthiness and reliability over time. I think that's a good definition for it. And so God is faithful, right? We can look through all of scripture and see that God is faithful, but we don't see it a lot of times if we don't go back and look at the last year of our life or the last five years, last 10 years, and we end up missing what God has done. So looking at the past, I want to share an idea from uh, for you guys from the book of Deuteronomy. So if you read through the book of Deuteronomy, many, many times God tells the people to remember. And in fact, remembering at times is a command. I found at least 10 different times where God had commanded the people of Israel to remember something. And a few examples, I'm not going to read through all of them, but he told them at least three times to remember that they were slaves in Egypt. So basically, you know, you got this time where they they go and, and they were slaves and then they got free and then they forgot about the time that they were slaves. And so when they started complaining about their life today, you know, when, when they were free, God says, hey, remember, you used to be a slave. You don't forget about this. At least three different times he told them to remember they were slaves. At one point, uh, God said, when you, when you are fearful of going in, you know, there's these enemy nations, you got to go in, you're going to conquer th- this enemy nation, you're going to f- have to fight these people. He said, remember what I did to Pharaoh in uh, chapter 7, verse 18. He said, you know, when you're getting fearful of, of what what's coming up, remember what I did to Pharaoh. So I'm God, I can take care of you, right? Remember what I did. 
uh, in, in chapter eight, verse two, it said, God said, remember how I led you for 40 years in the wilderness, you know, 40 years I led you like the cloud, you know, the cloud by day and, and the pillar of fire by night. Like I took care of you and you know, you never, I never left you. So remember that. And then uh, chapter eight, verse 18 simply says to remember the Lord, your God. There's so many times that the people are commanded to remember. And so essentially, you know, our lives are a little bit different than a nation of people traveling through the wilderness, but we can all take the idea that we should remember where God has brought us from. You need to remember where God has brought you from. God's done something great in your life. I know he has. If, if you're listening to a Christian podcast, it probably means that you're a Christian. And if you're a Christian, that means that God has done something great in your life and you don't want to neglect that. You don't want to forget that. So remember what God has done for you. And so with this whole idea, I want to share a practical thought uh, for you today on why you should journal. So journaling is something I've heard many people recommend on various podcasts. But most of them are leadership podcasts. There's not a lot that I've heard uh, for kind of your everyday Christian, not necessarily in ministry or leadership on the idea of journaling. And so it's not a weird feely thing. We're not talking about a dear diary event that maybe, you know, young girls want to do or, or, or something like that. And if you have a diary, there's there's nothing wrong with that, but a, a journal's a little bit different. At least I say it's a little bit different. Uh, so there's a few things you can write down in a journal and it doesn't have to be any fancy thing. You can just get a notebook. I simply have a journal that you can buy at Walmart. I think it runs maybe $5, maybe $10, somewhere in there, depending on how nice you want, but there's some options there. And so basically you get your journal and you can write down a few things. Uh, number one, you can write down some major events of a day. What's going on in your family right now? That's a great thing to write down. Uh, number two, you write down your prayer requests or concerns about the future, concerns about life. Write down things that you are unsure about. There's so many different things I know all of us face in life and feel free to write it down. An another one, uh, write down your insights from scripture. If you're somebody that spends time in the Bible in the morning, maybe before work, or maybe you're somebody that, that spends time in the, in the word right before you go to bed. I know there's people that do it that way too. If, if there's anything really special that you think God is showing you, or you read a scripture and it just, it jumps off the page and it's something that seems like brand new for you, you know, you could also take that, write down some insights from scripture, or you could write down goals or plans. If you have some goals that you want to accomplish this year or some plans, uh, a lot of times writing those down can be very helpful. I've heard many people share the idea that a written goal is a lot more likely to be accomplished. So maybe you want to serve more in the church this year. Or maybe you want to serve less in the church this year. Maybe you're somebody that serves a lot and you don't end up spending enough time with your family. Maybe you want to have some fitness goals. Maybe you have some hobby goals, whatever. Uh, those are also things you can write down in a journal. And so the reason I'm bringing this up is the day that I decided to finally move forward, move forward with r recording a podcast and starting a podcast. I, I, I talked about it for a while and finally decided to do it. I grabbed my journal uh, that I had not been keeping up with. It's something I did very faithfully in 2019. I did a little bit in 2020, and it had been a little while since I had wrote anything in my personal journal, and I was so challenged by the things that I had seen in the past two years, roughly, of what God has done in my life. And uh, I really wish on the days that I didn't journal, looking back, that I had journaled, for sure. And so a, a few examples from mine, I think they uh, should encourage you. Uh, the first one, which is kind of funny, last March, so literally one year ago, I had decided I should start a podcast and I wrote that in my journal. 
And I was like, yeah, I got, I got some recording equipment that had been gifted to me. And I said, you know, I need to be a good steward of this. I'm going to start a podcast. That's what I'm going to do. And uh, here I am a year later starting it. So I thought it was kind of ironic that at this time uh, I picked up the journal and it just so happened that this is what I was dealing with last year. It was kind of funny. Also last year, for those who don't know me personally, my wife and I, we got a house that is a real fixer upper. And contrary to what you see on HGTV, you cannot fix up a house in 15 to 30 minutes. I don't know. I don't care how big your crew is. I mean, they got a lot of video editing apparently because it is a lot of work. And so for about two years, my wife and I, we've been fixing up this house and we've had some people helping us. It's been such a blessing, but it's been a slow process. And about a year ago, we had just started to hang the drywall on our main floor because we, we gutted the house all the way down to the studs. And prior to that point around that time, you know, I had gotten a little discouraged because it's a lot of work. As I said, it, it does not look like it does on HGTV. And I never, never thought it would be that easy. But yet at the same time, it ended up being a lot more work than I ever anticipated. So I had been a little discouraged at this time, didn't know when we would end up moving in. And here I am, I'm recording this podcast episode in my home office at this house. We've been moved in since last July. So it was only a few months later, we ended up moving in and I didn't really feel that we would never move in, you know, but it was at one of those times where it just seemed like it was going to be forever away. And it was just, it was not easy. And and I look back and I'm like, hey, look, look where I'm at right now. I'm literally here. I'm recording this podcast episode. And then another thing, uh, this is probably my favorite, is that I had some prayer requests that I had uh, wrote down in my journal. And I was looking back at those. And the first one was that my daughter, uh, my daughter, Selah, she had been a, around a year old at the time, not quite a year old. And she had um a doctor concern where he said that he thought maybe her skull had fused prematurely. So baby's skulls, um, they, they're not fully fused uh, is what they tell me when they're born. And so, cause their skull grows so fast, it, it can't fuse prematurely. He thought maybe it had. And the result of this would have been, she would have had to get surgery on her skull to get it opened up. And as a, a young father, she's my only child. It killed me to think that they might have to uh, cut my daughter's skull open. It was the worst thing I'd ever heard in my life. And so I was really nervous about this. You know, I was a little anxious. I said, God, I don't want my, my baby's skull to get cut open. That's awful. And so I'd submitted this in, pr in prayer to God many, many times, you know, every, every day it was written in my journal constantly that, you know, I'm so worried about my daughter. I hope everything's okay. And that ended up manifesting into nothing. There was nothing that ever ended up needing to get done. And I look back and I'm like, you know, how, there's not many days that I think about this time where I was worried about my daughter and now she's fine. And so then, you know, I look back at my journal and about a year and a half ago, I was really, really anxious. I didn't, I didn't know what the future was going to hold. None, none of us do. And so I can look back though and see that God's been faithful. And the last thing, not nearly as important, but still important to me is at that time I had uh, decided I wanted to go to seminary. I wanted to work towards a master of divinity degree, uh, which is a lot of work and it's a lot of money. And I didn't know didn't know where I wanted to go to school. Wasn't sure if we were going to be able to afford it. We just had a lot of uncertainty um, regarding this as well. And what ended up happening is everything worked out. We ended up having the money. We ended up having the, the decision and everything went through really smooth. And now I'm about one third of the way through that degree. I'm about a year through uh, at, at this point in time, which I think is so great because I look back and I can see, you know, what God's done. And so if you look through the Old Testament, you'll see countless stories of God's faithfulness in addition to one big story of his faithfulness to the people of Israel. So there's lots of little, little tidbits where there's individuals that God was faithful to, but then there's the overall story 
of the people of Israel. And if you know anything about God's promises to Abraham and how God fulfilled all of his promises to Abraham and he was faithful to Abraham, you know, he promised him three things. And we can see through scripture how all of those things were fulfilled. And so something that you need to take away from this is that we wouldn't be able to see what God did in those in the lives of those people if they had not been recorded. And obviously, there's going to be a big difference between your personal journal and the, the Word of God. However, you can still take away the principle that if something's not written down, you can't reference it later. You can't look at it later. And then you might not be able to share it with people as much, or you might forget, as I said, you might be, you know, like, like the chief cupbearer. And then, oh yeah, all of a sudden something jog your, jogs your memory. And you're like, I was supposed to say something about that. And you completely forgot. So it's good to write things down. So in conclusion, I'd like to share one final verse with you and then a few insights on that. And that will be the end of this podcast episode. And in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 and 23, it says this, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. This was written, most people believe, by Jeremiah the prophet. And it was written right after the destruction of Jerusalem. So a little Old Testament history, if you don't know. Uh, Israel became a nation, right? The descendants of Abraham became a, became a nation just as God had said they would. And so they, after they became a nation, there ended up being a divide in the nation over um, some political issues, issues regarding worship. There was a couple different rule, rulers. It was Jeroboam and Rehoboam. They split. And then you had the northern kingdom was called Israel. There was a southern kingdom called Judah. And so by this point, Israel had already been conquered. Israel, the northern kingdom, was consistently wicked. They had no good kings. All of them uh, forsook God, the, tr- the worship of the true God, that is. And they, they worshiped other gods. And, and ju- God judged them for their sin. He brought in the Assyrians. He wiped out the entire northern kingdom. However, the southern kingdom of Judah had a few good kings. And so Judah, uh, their judgment was prolonged because they had a few good kings. Not all of their kings were bad 100% of the time. However, what ended up happening is that they would not put away their other gods. So finally, the true God said, I'm going to judge you for your sin. And so he brought in the enemy nation. He brought in the Babylonians under Nebuchadnezzar and destroyed the nation of Judah. They tore the walls of Jerusalem, the capital city, to the ground. They burned the temple to the ground. They tore, like, they burned the whole city down. You know, they tore it all to the ground. And it's immediately after this that the book of Lamentations is written. If you think, right, lamenting, it's grieving, it's sorrow, it's the whole idea of kind of crying and mourning for something. And so the book of Lamentations, it's basically the book of crying. And they're mourning the loss of the nation of Judah. And if you think about it, God had promised Abraham, your descendants are going to you know, inherit the land of Canaan. It's the promised land. If you read the whole book of Exodus, right? They're exiting you know, the, the land of Egypt and they're going to the promised land. And then Joshua goes in and, and conquers Jericho and the promised land. And it's all these awesome things, right? But you think about this, they inherited the promised land. And then because of their sin, the promised land was just taken away from them. That's what happened. You know, that's what, that's what the book of Lamentations is written around is the destruction of this nation. They just lost the promised land. They were taken captive away to an enemy nation. But yet the writer knew that God would bring his people back for Jeremiah, the prophet had prophesied that this was going to happen. And that for 70 years, they were going to be captives in a foreign nation, but then they would return and God would be faithful to them again. So even the destruction of an entire nation did not nullify the faithfulness of God. 
So whether you try journaling or another method, I encourage you today to keep track of your life and use what you see to see how God has been so faithful and how God is a good God and remember what he's done for you, right? Just as he commanded in the book of Deuteronomy to remember what you, what he's done for you. And we don't want to forget that. So it's important to keep it written down somewhere. doesn't matter what you do, but don't forget what God has done for you. So with that, I thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Without Exception podcast. I pray that this episode has been edifying to you and that it is something you can put into practice in your own life. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and share it with others. If you were listening on Apple, I would love it if you would leave a review. It helps with the exposure of the show. That said, I pray you have an awesome week, and until I see you next time, let's live out our faith each day without exception.